Welcome everyone to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. Hope you guys are having a great day today. And today we start off the podcast with some surprising news, uh, to say the least, that came out yesterday. The Dolphins uh, are expected to move on from Kyle Van Noy. This is one year into a four-year, $51 million deal. Um, before we get into kind of my thoughts on it, I did want to kind of talk about the contract and give you my quick overall thoughts on how Chris Greer structures contracts, why I think this might have happened, and then I'll address kind of the, the, the media attention to this. First off, this is why consistently I say Chris Greer knows how to do contracts. Because in previous years, what would have happened, okay, is you sign Kyle Van Noy to a four-year, $51 million deal, and you pay him four years, $51 million. And what Chris Greer does is something that a lot of smart GMs do, which is they pay you, but that four-year, $51 million is actually really, um, it's really uh, not telling of what the actual contract is. Kyle Van Noy's contract was... Basically, a one to two year prove it deal. After two years, the Dolphins were able to get out of the contract for nothing. After one year, they would get out of it for only $4 million in a cap hit, 9.75, call it $10 million in cap savings. And this is why, guys, so many players fight for guaranteed money. And I think it's something that we get confused with because we see a contract like something Dak Prescott would want to sign. We see four years, $150 million, $108 million guaranteed, and we think, man, $108 million guaranteed, that's insane. But what they're looking for is I players nowadays, like in the NBA, because NBA's had this for a long time, they want guaranteed money right up front. They don't want to have... $108 million guaranteed, but only about 30 of it's at signing. Then the other 70 is a bunch of guarantees, like if you get injured or something like that. This is why players just want straight up guaranteed money. Because you look at Kyle Van Noy's contract and you think, well, he's getting $30 million guaranteed. That's wrong. He's getting $15 million guaranteed, which he already got. And the other $15 million was guaranteed if he got injured. So if he got injured, he wanted to have an injury guarantee in there. So if I get injured, can't play, I'm still guaranteed that $15 million. Well, that didn't happen. So the Dolphins only have to give him $15 million. And then the $4.125 million they owe him this offseason. Other than that, that's it. So basically, you got Kyle Van Noy for $15 million for a one-year rental. And now you're saving $10 million this year by having him not on the team. Now let's talk about um, the the media and, and Dolphin fan uh, attention surrounding this whole topic. I was kind of shocked by the move. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and act like I called it. I'm not going to sit here and act like I predicted it when I talked about my free agent targets I would like us to get and t- players on the team I would like us to cut slash trade. I never talked about Kyle Van Noy. But in the community, not just in Dolphins community, but really everywhere around the league, people are acting like this was us 
getting rid of Xavier Howard or us, I don't know, firing Brian, firing Brian Flores after a year. I understand our hearts loved Kyle Van Noy. I, I really liked Kyle Van Noy. I watched him on the Pat McAfee show. I watched how he conducted himself as a player, as a leader. So my heart tells me I'm upset about this move. However, I want to read to you guys what my brain tells me. Okay, the statistics of it. Kyle Van Noy in 2020. He had six sacks. That's very good, right? Three of them came in one game against the Cincinnati Bengals, who have the worst offensive line in, in, in football by far. So he played 13 games. Uh, out of those 13 games, in 12 of them, he only had three sacks. So one sack every four games. His overall grade was a 61.6, which is a D minus 811 snaps, 31 total pressures, a run defense grade of 60 and 27 stops. You want to know the reason why they got rid of Kyle Van Noy? Let me read you another guy named 43, numbered 43, named Andrew Van Ginkle. Andrew Van Ginkle. Played half the amount of snaps. 79.3 overall grade versus Kyle Van Noy 61. 19 total pressures. Kyle Van Noy had 31. But again, Kyle Van Noy played in over 811 snaps. Andrew Van Ginkle only played 480. And only had 12 less pressures. Run defense grade. Kyle Van Noy 60.4. Andrew Van Ginkle 77.6. Stops 27 stops for Kyle Van Noy in half the amount of snaps, 22 stops for Andrew Van Ginkle. Nearly the same. You want to know why the Dolphins got rid of Kyle Van Noy? Because they looked at what I just read and they said, okay, as much as I love Kyle Van Noy because I brought him here, meaning Brian Flores, I coached him as the linebackers coach. This is the reality of it. Kyle Van Noy had a worse grade than Andrew Van Ginkle. He played in more snaps. He had more pressures, but not by much, considering he played double the snaps. He had a far worse run defense grade. He had about the same amount of stops in double the snaps. And on top of it, we're paying him, if he stays on the team, $13 million. And he's going to be turning 30 years old. Now, I don't know if you knew this about the NFL. You probably do. But players don't get better as they get older. They don't. No player, aside from maybe a quarterback, says, oh man, I feel faster, I feel stronger than I ever have, based off of me being 30 now versus when I was 23. No player says that. So if Kyle Van Noy was giving you those numbers last year, what makes you think he's going to get better this year? Because the way Brian Flores looked at it is, I have a player in Andrew Van Ginkle who outplayed him in the second year as a fifth-round draft pick. He's cheaper, he's more athletic, he's faster, and he's younger. Now, would the Dolphins have kept him had COVID not hit? Probably. If COVID never hit and the Dolphins' cap space already was starting at like 35, 36 million, or up in the low 40s, versus it, what, it started off as like 27 what is it, 20 
six, twenty-seven million dollars now because of COVID, they probably no, they probably wouldn't have gotten rid of Kyle Van Noy. But I talked about this, and I know I'm not trying to sit here and say I told you so, but I said at, at, at about a month and a half ago, if you want the Dolphins to have money, they're going to have to get rid of players. I didn't think it would be Kyle Van Noy. And I still think a lot of the players, which we'll talk about in a second, a lot of the players I thought they'd get rid of, they will. But I told people so many times to try to brace them for this. The Dolphins don't have an insane amount of cap space. They're the sixth ranked team in cap space, but that doesn't mean they have a lot. Before this trade, they had $26 million. 12 of that you can kiss goodbye based off the amount of draft picks they have. So they had $14 million to work with. For them to save $10 million by cutting Kyle Van Noy when they have his replacement in Andrew Van Ginkle at younger and cheaper and better, to be honest, why would you not cut him? I understand as fans, we like to think with our heart, but you need to understand the bigger picture of it. What do you want more? Kyle Van Noy on the defense, or do you want to be able to go get more help for the offense, which desperately needs it? And I understand. Look, I understand the draft. Everyone talks about the draft. Let's just go get... 10 wide receivers in the draft. You can't just get a bunch of rookie players on offense. You need to get some experience. Why do you think the defense was so successful? The defense, let me say it this way. The offense had eight rookies starting. The defense had two. The reason the defense was so good wasn't just because we had good players. It's because we weren't so young on defense. We were young, but they weren't rookies. On offense, you had three rookie offensive linemen, a rookie quarterback, a second-year running back, a rookie running back in Savan Ahmed, and then you had Lynn Bowden and sometimes Malcolm Perry starting. On defense, you had Brandon Jones kind of in there and Raquan Davis kind of in there. Obviously, they both got more roles, or they both got more playing time as the season went on. But the reason the defense was so much better is because you had experience. They didn't just draft a bunch of defensive players. They got a lot of defensive players in free agency. And so what makes you think they're just going to be like, yeah, let's just draft a bunch of offensive players. No, 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 no. They are trying to create cap space so that they can do what Dolphin fans want them to do. And it comes at a price. Again, this is the price of doing business. And I tried to say this. We're not going to be able to go out and sign a, a wide receiver or an offensive lineman or another defensive linebacker or safety like Justin Simmons without cutting ties with people. And not all of them are going to be people you want. Yes, I'm sure you want Jakeem Grant gone. I'm sure you want Eric Flowers gone. But there's going to be some people they might get rid of a la Kyle Van Noy that you don't want to leave. But at the end of the day, it's what's best for the team. And what upsets me is... I see so many fans and so many people in media acting like the Dolphins just got rid of like a cornerstone of their franchise. They didn't. I know Kyle Van Noy. Look, he's a guy that I really liked. He's a guy I didn't think in a million years would go. However, I'm not going to sit here and act like because he leaves, now our defense is suddenly horrible. It's not. Again, he was getting outplayed and snaps were getting taken over by Andrew Van Ginkle as the season went on. Why? Because Andrew Van Ginkle was younger, more versatile, and cheaper. And he was playing better. Again, I read you the stats. They do not lie. 
That's why with two all the time I say, I know you may have saw him and you may think, oh, he doesn't look elite. But when you actually read the statistics of everything he was given, he actually had a hell of a rookie season. The stats do not lie. Andrew Van Ginkle, in the limited amount of snaps he had, because he had about half the amount of snaps, was outplaying Kyle Van Noy. And Andrew Van Ginkle's the fifth round draft picks maybe making what? 500000 I'm curious to see Andrew Van Ginkle's contract. Contract. Let's see. Andrew Van Ginkle's contract. Four years, $2.8 million. His signing bonus guaranteed is 310000 So in 2021, his cap hit is going to be less than a million dollars. Less than a million dollars for more production versus $13 million for less production. Which one are you taking? So now the Dolphins have gotten rid of Kyle Van Noy, okay? I have nothing bad to say about Kyle Van Noy. Again, I'm sitting here telling you why you shouldn't act like it's the end of the world. I'm not going to sit here and act like I hated Kyle Van Noy. I, I really liked Kyle Van Noy. I didn't think he'd be gone. But the reality is he is. Okay, the Dolphins are going to try to trade him. I've heard if they trade him, it's actually 12.5 million we save, not 9.75. I just don't see the Dolphins trading him just because if if I were a team and I saw that you wanted to trade him and you were already cutting him, I'd be like, why would I give you anything for him? You were about to cut him. I'm not going to trade for him. So if I were another team. I'm probably not trading for him. And I think the Dolphins will ultimately end up cutting him. So those are just my thoughts on that. Now, as far as what does this mean for the Dolphins moving forward? Okay. Because I think that's even the bigger topic people are talking about is, oh crap, does this mean the Dolphins have a big move coming up that they're trying to create cap space for? I want to say this. I know the Dolphins are one of the only teams that are doing moves right now. But if you think Kyle Van Noy is going to be the only shock move of free agency, you're wrong. There's going to be a lot of teams that move on from players because they just can't afford them. And I know Kyle Van Noy, you look at it and say, well, we could afford him. Not really. With the amount of work we need to do in the offseason and the draft, we can't really afford $13 million for a linebacker of his caliber. We just can't. Juju Schuster is not going to be on the Steelers. That's going to be a huge move. Allen Robinson, he's going to get tagged, but if not, they're probably not going to be able to pay for him. Aaron Jones, same thing. There's going to be a lot of players that get cut or get traded this offseason or, or people let them walk because due to COVID, like they just don't have the money. And so as much as I believe the Dolphins are trying to create cap space, I think more so they're just trying to cut players because they understand like, Look, if we want to make signings, doesn't matter, big or small, we need to get better by minimizing. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, okay, how can we minimize our roster to then make it better in the offseason and through the draft? And I, I again, I, I think the Dolphins have made tons of smart moves. Again, we, they trade Minka Fitzpatrick. They trade Laramie Tunsil. They get rid of all these players and they look like crazy moves at first. And then after all, you look at them and you're like, oh, wait, that was actually a genius move. Because now because the Laramie Tunsil trade, you got two first round picks in a second. You have the third overall pick now in the draft because you traded Laramie Tunsil. And if Laramie Tunsil was on this team, we wouldn't have been that much better, if at all. 
really, to be honest with you. So, again, I, I, I caution people to not just jump to the conclusion the Dolphins don't know what they're doing. They signed someone to four years, $51 million a deal, and now they, they, they cut him. It's not the case. They got him for one year, $15 million, and now we're going to save nine, almost $10 million by cutting him, if not 12.5 if we trade him. Now, what do the Dolphins do with that money that they now inquired uh, or, or acquired from trading or from releasing him, possibly trading him? Well, to start off, um, I look at free agents the Dolphins have on their team that they need to sign. I have no idea what they're going to do on the interior offensive line uh, with Ted Karras. I don't know if they're going to keep him or if they're going to draft his replacement. No idea, but he's a free agent. Do you sign Mike Kosicki this year instead of letting him test free agency next year? Possibly. Do you sign Jerome Breaker instead of letting him test free agency next year? Possibly. Xavier Howard. Again, Xavier Howard is due $12 million this year. Um, that's his contract if he's on the team. If he wants to get paid top dollar, guess how much the difference is between the top cornerback in the league and his contract? About $9 million. How much did the Dolphins just save? $9.75 million. The Dolphins just made up all the cap space they would need to sign Xavier Howard by cutting Kyle Van Noy. So that's one avenue they could go in. You want to sign Xavier Howard, your 10 interception cornerback, shutdown cornerback from last year? You just create the cap space to do so. You want to eventually sign Deshaun Watson, which a lot of people want the Dolphins to do. Okay, well, his cap hit's going to be about $15.9 million. So you just got rid of about $10 million. Now his cap hit this year is only going to be about $5 million. You want to go out and sign an Allen Robinson, which I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to get tagged. But you want to go out and you want to sign a Justin Simmons, a Joe Thune, a Corey Lindsley, a Juju Schmidt-Schuster, Allen Robinson, whoever it might be, Bud Dupree. You want to go out and sign them? Okay, well, now you need cap space. And another thing this shows me, to be honest, this move is no one is safe. Aside from Byron Jones, and even Byron Jones, the thing people don't understand, if Byron Jones were to be traded this year, we actually save money. And after three years, if the Dolphins cut him, the cap hits only like two or three million dollars. That's crazy considering the blockbuster deal he just signed one year ago. But what this shows me is no one is safe because Kyle Van Noy, well, it shows me two things. Number one, no one is safe. I think this move absolutely guarantees two players are gone. Jakeem Grant and Eric Flowers. Because Eric Flowers, they just gave a much smaller deal to than Kyle Van Noy. And if they're willing to move off Kyle Van Noy, who was much better this past year than Eric Flowers, I have no doubt in my mind that the Dolphins are going to try to move on from him. Best avenue to do that? Trade him. You save $8 million. Jakeem Grant. They cut Jakeem Grant. They save $3 million. Just like that. Bobby McCain. Again, look, Bobby McCain had a good season. So did Kyle Van Noy. If they can save $6 million by cutting Bobby McCain and they have a replacement named Brandon Jones who could take over for him, they'll probably do it. Because they had a replacement for Kyle Van Noy and they jumped on that move as soon as possible. Um, 
Shaq Lawson. Shaq Lawson's another guy. Again, the way they structured his contract. If you trade Shaq Lawson, you save nearly $8 million. I'm not saying these are all going to happen. I'm just saying by them trading Kyle Van Noy, it showed me no one is safe. Because aside from Byron Jones, he was guaranteed the most money. He had the highest contract from last year. And they got rid of him. One, two, three, like that. The next thing it showed me and the final thing I want to talk about is we have absolutely no idea what the Dolphins are going to do. And I see so many people talk about, oh, the Dolphins, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that they're interested in this guy. I'm hearing the Dolphins are interested in this guy. Dolphins are definitely going to get Aaron Jones. Dolphins players don't even know what the hell's going on. So for us to believe as fans or analysts that have these quote-unquote reports or rumors, no one has any idea what's going on out of the Dolphins organization. And they like that. No one had any idea that Kyle Van Noy was going to get traded. Some people, aka Cameron Wolf, speculated, hey, they could move on from him. They'd save about $10 million, only incur about a $4.1 million cap hit. Some people speculated about it. But no one was like, yep, they are. I'm hearing that they're going to get rid of Kyle Van Noy. And then it just happened out of nowhere. So what I want to let Dolphin fans know, and I've said this about the draft, I've said it about free agency, you have no idea what the Dolphins are going to do. So do not, do not get stuck on one player, whether it's the draft, whether it's free agency, Don't get stuck on one philosophy, one mindset. Because again, I see so many people that are like, if the Dolphins don't get Devontae Smith at three, I'm going to hate the draft no matter what. And it's like, okay, well then you're setting yourself up for failure. Because most likely the Dolphins don't even stay at three. And if they do stay at three, they're probably going to not take Devontae Smith. They could easily take Penny Sewell. If you set yourself up to only believe if they don't do this, I'm going to hate the draft, then you're most likely 95% going to be disappointed with anything that happens. That's why last year I made a bunch of mock drafts. I didn't have my podcast yet, but I made a bunch of mock drafts. I thought about people we should sign in free agency. And at the end of the day, like none of them really happened. And I was okay with it because I was like, yeah, like that's the Dolphins. They do the unexpected. And guess what? It worked out pretty well because they went 10-6 and six last year. So, yeah, we weren't expecting Kyle Van Noy. But, like, everything they've done has worked. And if Brian Flores, as a Kyle Van Noy lover, because he literally coached him in New England, if he's willing to move off of him, then you should have no problem, as a fan, moving off from Kyle Van Noy. Because they paid him four years, $51 million, and after one year, they were like, yeah, we're, we're going to move off of you. Even though I coached you in New England, even though we're really tight, even though you were a leader, still going to move off of you. If they're willing to do that, you should have no problem with it. Because they know what they're doing. And at the end of the day, we have no idea what's going to happen. And I keep seeing so many people talk about, man, we need to get Allen Robinson. We need to get Juju Schmidt-Schuster. If we don't get Justin Simmons, this, this free agency is a bust. Okay, if you believe that way, just set yourself up for failure. Because no one in a million years last year 
would have thought the Dolphins were going to go out and sign Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, uh, who else was it? Uh, Ted Karras, Eric Flowers. Like, no one in a million years thought that's who we would sign. But we did. And no one heard any rumors about any of that. So what that leads me to believe, if you're, and, and even last year, remember all the rumors we heard? Dolphins are taking Justin Herbert. Dolphins are taking um, Andrew Thomas. They're going to trade up to take Andrew Thomas. Honestly, what I could say, if you're hearing it come out, the rumors about the Dolphins and what they plan on doing, assume it's not true. Honestly, that's just like the easiest way to assume the Dolphins are not doing anything you hear. That's why with the Aaron Jones rumor, I do not believe it at all. If if they sign him, I'll come on here and I'll admit I'm wrong. But I do not believe that the Dolphins are going to pay 13 to $15 million a year for a running back when they can get one in the draft. And some people will say, well, why, why don't you believe they'll get a free agent running back? They did two last year with Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard and Matt Breida combined, their salary wasn't even kind of close to what Aaron Jones would make. Jordan Howard, we owe him $5 million. $5 million. And Matt Breida, I don't even know. He's up for a contract now, but he was making very little. Their combined salary per year was like half of what you'd pay Aaron Jones. So yeah, the Dolphins went out and spent money on a running back, but it wasn't top dollar. So this idea that the Dolphins are just going to go out and blow $15 million on a running back when they have a pick at 18 where they could get Harris or a pick at 36 where they could get Williams makes absolutely no sense. So again, tread lightly on these rumors that you hear because again, we are hearing so many rumors about what the Dolphins are going to do, yet what they actually do, we never know at all. We didn't know they would sign Brandon Jones. We figured they'd sign Tua, but no one said they would. All the rumors were pointing towards everyone else. No one knew they would sign Calvin Noy or cut Calvin Noy. No one knew they were going to trade Laramie Tunsil, trade Minka Fitzpatrick, yet that all happened. So you kind of just need to go into this offseason and free agency and just take what they give you. That's what I do on this podcast. I don't come on here and tell you this is for sure going to happen. I tell you my plan of how I would do things, but I say all the time, I have no idea what they're going to do. I would assume they're going to get rid of Eric Flowers and Jakeem Grant because they got rid of Kyle Van Noy and it would save them money. I don't know what they're going to do. They might not. I have no idea. I can give you a list of free agents I would want, but I'm not going to sit here and say reports have it that the Dolphins are going to sign this person, this person. No, 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 no. You have no one has any idea what's going on with the Dolphins. The only two people, there are two people I would trust that know what's going on the Dolphins. Actually three, Stephen Ross, Chris Greer, Brian Flores. If you're not one of those three guys, I assume that you don't know what you're talking about. Assume that with media, assume that with people who talk about the Dolphins on television, assume that with fans, even assume that with me. I give you my opinion, but at the end of the day, I will never sit up here and say, I know what the Dolphins are going to do. Never. Not once. Um, so yeah, that's my take on the Kyle Van Noy. Again, we, we cut a guy who got outplayed by Andrew Van Ginkle. 
this is a linebacker, linebacker heavy draft, and I know the linebacker you draft won't replace the leadership he brought, but as much as I love leadership and it's important, I'm not going to pay $13 million to leadership because there's plenty of other guys on this team that can be leaders. Christian Wilkins, Raekwon Davis, Emmanuel Ogba, X if he's still on the team, Byron Jones, Eric Rowe, like Kyle Van Noy was not the only leader on this team. Your quarterback that you drafted should be a leader on your team, okay? He's going to be a leader on this team. Like, this idea that, oh, we need to keep him so he can be a leader. The Dolphins have many leaders. Brian Flores is a leader. And I'm not paying you $13 million a year for, again, a 61 overall grade when you're getting outplayed by a guy younger, cheaper, faster, more athletic than you in Andrew Van Ginkle. And he had half the snaps. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. So the Dolphins did absolutely the right mood move. Uh, not saying I'm ups, I'm not upset. I I'm uh, I really wish Calvin Noy the best. I think he's going to do great with another team. But I mean, again, it, it's what do you want? Do you want us to keep Calvin Noy, or do you want us to be able to go out and sign someone to help our offense, which desperately needs it? Your choice. But but just overall, the biggest, most important thing, we have no idea what the Dolphins are going to do. So don't sit here and act like you do. I'm not going to sit here and act like I do. At the end of the day, we have no idea what they are going to do. So just sit back, enjoy the ride, and more importantly, try to think level-headed. Try not to think with your heart all the time. I know it's 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 it's, it's football and we all care about it a lot, but try not to just think with your heart and what your heart tells you. Use common sense and understand they're doing things the right way. They're structuring contracts the right way. They are releasing people before their time is up. Because again, he's not going to get better as he gets older. Especially at linebacker. Here's another thing really quick to pivot off of. Do we understand what linebackers have to do now in the NFL? Need I remind you Kyle Pitts is coming into the NFL? Need I remind you of the running backs coming into the NFL that are already here? Need I remind you that linebackers need to be able to run fast. They need to be able to blitz the quarterback. They need to be able to run sideline to sideline. They need to be able to cover running backs, tight ends. And you're expecting a guy who you're paying $13 million to just to be a leader to go out and do that as he gets older. No, I, I'm sorry. You're, you can't. You can't do that. So the Dolphins absolutely did the right move. Not to say that I expected it, not to say that I'm happy to see him gone, but I completely understand why they did it, and you shouldn't act like this is the end of the world if you're a Dolphins fan. Again, hats off and, and tip the cap to Kyle Van Noy. I, I appreciate everything he did on this team, just like I did with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but at the end of the day, you got to move on. All the good franchises do this, and I understand the Dolphins have been so bad for so long and, you, and we're not used to it. But I, I, again, I've watched the Steelers firsthand because my whole family are Steelers fans, except my mom. And I've seen the Steelers year after year just get rid of free agents, get rid of people they sign. And other teams are like, what? The Steelers got rid of Lawrence Timmons? What a stupid move. The Dolphins sign him and then they look like idiots. All good franchises get off of players that they could easily replace. And the Dolphins, if Brian Flores... Trust me, Brian Flores loves leadership. If Brian Flores feels like he can replace Calvin Noyes on and off the field production, he is going to. And they did. So just trust them. I know it's hard. 
I know we've been bad for so long, but just trust them. Anthony John Deletti signing off. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Fins up.